<laughs> People love other people are passionate about it. Said by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> All, right. All right. That was actually said by a girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stoner. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the Koji Podcast. I'm joined, me, Salspana, is joined by Nicholas Tesser, white extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> David, good to his mother, Espinoza. Welcome. Um, how you doing, David? I'm doing good. You're supposed to say ahoy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. How am I doing? I think I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Nicholas? I'm doing fantastic. You guys gonna ask how? Dang, fantastic. <laughs> He's doing fantastic. Man. Not just you good. <laughs> you guys never ask how's Saul doing? How's Saul doing? So, <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't, I don't think anyone wants to know that. You go deep, man. <laughs> like, it, if you start me off on something, I'm just going to go further and further. I'll just go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I need someone to just ground me. You're grounded. No more podcasting for three That's why I've been talking to your mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, th- this is <laughs> the third episode of the romantic movie series for February. Uh, it's on La La Land. Okay, so basically, we know every single detail about this pod, about, about this movie. Everything we say here is true. It's fact. None of it is an opinion. It is subjective. I mean, it's objective. Objective truth, which no one can argue with us. Even though we forgot like half the movie. <laughs> but we're going to piece it together. Three people, three of us watched it. So we're going to try to piece it together. See if we could like Lego it. Oh, you mean like last time? Lego build it. Or Minecraft. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's been how long since you watched La La Land? It hasn't been too long, actually. I want to say three weeks or a month. Really? Yeah, I watched it again, but uh, I mean, it was kind of hard to watch it because the the wife, my Wi-Fi is not working right now. But. Oh, okay. And what did you? When did I you watched watch? it back in like 2022. <laughs> I think early 2022 as well. So. Yeah, way back when. <laughs> way back. Since <laughs> 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 last year. <laughs> well, I guess me. I haven't watched it since 2022 too, but. It was like last month. <laughs> I would say it was probably like maybe. So we all watched it around February. the same time. Yeah, maybe. Well, well him is a, I was like a little longer. Well, yeah, like almost a year. Yeah. And for me, it's like three weeks and then like three weeks. But even though we still don't have good memories of it, but we know the basic story. Tell us. Right? Sebastian goes to war. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joins an alien race. Okay, so the, the main characters. Oh, it's a so basically, for those who haven't watched the movie, uh, just go watch it. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to bring spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, then go watch the movie and then come watch this. So Just watch this. Yeah, or just watch this because, I mean, we remember everything, right, guys? Yeah, exactly. You know, the plot's all good. Maybe not together fully structured properly. But yeah. <laughs> so the two main characters, Sebastian, Mia, Sebastian... Is this like jazz crazed man? He's a fervent traditionalist um, in jazz standards, and Mia wants to be an actor, but is a total loser. <laughs> she never lands on. I mean, 
she gets auditions, but she never like gets the job. But uh, so what? She's been trying for like five years. Yeah, she was a playwright, I think, and then she did her own play. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. But and Ryan Gosling or Sebastian, he uh wants to open up his own club. Oh, actually, he wants to bring back the jazz club he used to go to when he was younger, and he wants to own it and you know run it, run it, whatever. Um. But he hates the new jazz. He wants to keep the old, old-timey jazz. You know, the jazz, actually, I love way better than the new fusion jazz and everything. But anyways. Um, no, no, wait, what's that song? The, the Louis Armstrong one where he's, like, feeling blue or something like that? Black and blue. <laughs> okay, whatever. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, so it's about two, two people that want to that have something that they want, you know, this career, this this passion they have, for one for acting, one for jazz, and they want to pursue that. But we're gonna show how we're gonna give you guys our opinion on everything. So, what was your opinion on this movie? Or right, maybe continue what I let the. <laughs> so basically, I'm gonna give. Like I just like set, really quick. I set, I set the the, the ground, ground for you guys. So yeah, I mean, uh, so Sebastian, like you said, wants to open his club. Mia wants to make her own play, right? But they fall in love, right? So Sebastian's like super rude to her because, because you know he just got fired or whatever, and he was playing this beautiful song, and she was like, "I just want to tell you," and then. <laughs> So uh, he just walks past her. Yeah. Well, he bumps into her, and then they meet again in a, at a party or whatever. And so she's just, you know, trying to humiliate him by making him play whatever uh, '80s songs or whatever. Okay, yeah, that part was a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, anyways, but from, from it was from that moment that they uh, they started to talk or whatever and started to bond. And then you know, uh, musical sequences made them fall in love. Uh, and <laughs> and um, so I guess they move in together. <laughs> that, that's step. That's the first wrong step. But continue. Oh yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, should never move in together. But they did. Like, even when you're married, don't. Just. What's it called? So they move in together. Uh, they're both pursuing their dreams or whatever. Uh, but and then uh, Sebastian is like, oh man, he he hears me talking on the phone like, yeah, he he you know he's not making a lot of money, but I love him, he's really trying, blah blah blah. Okay, she didn't say that, but so that's what Sebastian heard. You know what I mean? Uh, she said something else. She was just saying that he's really trying to you know start his club or whatever. But what he heard was that oh man, I'm not making any money, blah blah blah. So he plays music that he doesn't like. In order to make that money, and he's you know he's very happy with his success or whatever, he's making a lot of money, and he's about to go on tour, and that's where the conflict. Well, he did go on tour. He was about to go on tour. I thought he did go. He did go. Oh, he's gonna go on another one. Wait, oh, wait, wait. He, wait. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, when sorry. they have the argument, Mia and Sebastian. Objection. But they had the argument when he came back from the tour. He was performing with them, but I don't think he went on tour yet. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna go on tour again. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, so then they did go on tour. Yeah, I thought he went on tour oh. with the guy. Yeah, yeah I, I think. think so he, he was. Oh, and then he came back like a year. Or something. Oh, okay. Uh, like something like he was touring, and then they didn't let him 
Okay, okay, okay. So, so he's gonna go on tour again, and so he's like, "Come with me, Neo. I love you." And then Neo was like, uh, "That's not your dream. I'm gonna tell you what your dream is. Your dream is to be a trad musician, like you told me. Okay, be a good boy and be a trad <laughs> musician." And then Sebastian was like, "Oh, I'm just trying to make you money, bro. Like, I just wanna have a good family or whatever." Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe he just wanted to <laughs> wanted her to, you know. Have fun, come along, whatever. She's like, ah, you have to follow your dream. And I have to follow my dream, too. And then she stormed out. <laughs> and then Sebastian forgot that he left whatever it was in the oven. And it just burned. So Mia why? made him burn his food. Yeah, that, that's a bit boring. It's, it's always the woman, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she should have been making that, <laughs> that cake in the first place. <laughs> Hollywood has so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have burnt if she had been. I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, so yeah, they separate, they break up, or whatever. And then later on, uh, I forgot how I forgot what happens. I think there's like this audition that Mia. Oh no no sorry sorry, she finally makes her play and she. Uh, does it? And she does. Yeah, she 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 she, she, she performs it or whatever. I don't, she didn't get big yet. She was actually disappointed because there was not uh, a lot of audio, that, people that, in the audience. That, that was before the like, argument, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the reason he did he made all that is to to make up. Well, all all I'm saying is that is that that happened, and then later on, I forgot how Sebastian finds out that somebody's listening for director. The producer saw her, no. Or one of the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, where is she? He's like, oh, she's over here. Come look at her. <laughs> Anyways, so he goes, he goes, drives, tries to convince her to come and uh, you do the audition or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, like, you know, everybody has a dream, but for me, it's not real. You know, I just want to stay home. I'm not going to be big, you know. It's not going to work out. And then... He basically convinces her, and she's like, okay, okay, okay. And she goes, then she gets she gets the audition or whatever, or she, whatever, they accept her. And basically, they separate to follow their dreams. And then they meet again very, very briefly at his club that he finally started, and he gets very and big. She's like a big actress now. Super yeah, she's a big actress, and he has a really nice club that a lot of people go to. And then they're like, they see each other, you know, they glance and they're like, what? I remember all that time we spent together. And then they leave. And then she, you know, goes back to her husband and with <laughs> her family or whatever. And he just stays single and running his club. That's the summary of the movie. Do you have any more to add that we maybe forgot? Uh, not really. Isn't it like a big plot twist at the end? Like it's, they make it look like they end up getting together? But then it's like, sorry, oh, yeah, they yeah. weren't. <laughs> Showing what might have been. Oh, it might have No, been. yeah, but at first, like, they were showing him oh, successful yeah, right. and her he successful. And then, when she came back to her family, mm-hmm. like, you think you're going to see Ryan yeah, Gosling right there. <laughs> but then it's just this, that guy, his, her old boyfriend right there. Well, now husband mm-hmm. with her child. I think it, like, it might have been a different guy. But uh, anyways. I thought it was the same guy. Well, I don't remember. Anyways, so, now that we summarized... This movie, what is wrong with it? What is the first thing that was wrong with this movie? They fell in love. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, let's 
look at the first thing in every relationship. What is the first thing that has to be like set already for it to be good? The first thing is that they're no no they're uh, what is it called? Their outlook no no not their outlook their mindset on dating, their mindset and what they want you know in a woman or in a man, or and also like how they're gonna be when they're dating or when they're looking for someone. Their mindset should be that they have to like sacrifice for each other. And <laughs> I, no, 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 I'm listening. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I kind of know where you're going with this because mm-hmm. it, later on, right? The reason they separate is because they want to follow their dreams or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it shows later on, or it shows at, at the end of the movie what could have been, you know? But I, honestly, that, that doesn't look realistic. Like, oh, her being super famous actress and him, you know, running his club full time and devoting everything to mm-hmm. it. I don't think that would work. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I think guess it would work. what you're trying to say is like when you first date someone, you'd want to talk and like reason with like where do you want to be in like mm-hmm. five years or yeah, know, exactly. Because they probably didn't even do that. They just like yeah. sang and danced and did yeah. montages and then <laughs> that's <laughs> all they knew about. Right. Now I'm trying to follow my dream. That's right. Yeah, it's like first you gotta know what this person wants in life, you know? Because if they don't want to get married, then <laughs> you're wasting your time right there, you know? So that was the first wrong step. The second one is that they moved in together. Yeah, I mean, at the very beginning, it was, you know, it's fine. Like, okay, they notice each other, you know, they're kind of talking, like, oh, whatever. But and then, you know, if you have to ask some questions at mm-hmm. some point, you know, like. I mean, it's not like you're going to go up to someone and you're like. I, but I, I mean, I mean, I guess they did talk about it, though. They did talk about what they wanted to do. Can I have your children? <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> Do you want to have my children? <laughs> no, but like, there are serious questions you have to ask. But uh, obviously, it's not like, <laughs> you know, the first thing you say, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. Because the reason why it's bad that they, you know, moved in together is because they, they weren't even committed to giving themselves to each other completely in the first place. And the way they show that is through marriage, right? But also through... <laughs> The way they were acting with each other, like, instead of wanting to to sacrifice what they love, you know, sacrifice what they love doing for each other, they chose to do what they love, you know? And so, at that point, it's not even true love, because true love is sacrificial, you know? And I think that's a big point in, you know, in what we want to talk about, is true sacrificial love. Yeah, because... Um I mean, yeah, it's like he said. It's like, what do you actually want in life? You know, if he actually wants to just run this club, okay, fine, do that, right? <laughs> but don't say that you actually love the girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, pick one or the other. <laughs> and uh, I get, and the lady, too. No, it's just something because she's like, I'll, I'll love you forever or something like that, remember? At the end? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was trying to look for quotes or before the show. Yeah, that one comes out a lot. Except for right now. I won't love you now. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to marry a different guy. <laughs> Maybe like two minutes ago. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, because, you know, she she just did the audition with the producer or whatever. And then uh, Sebastian's like, if you get this, you've got to give it everything you got. It's your dream. Whatever. They're like, what? Oh, okay. Well, I'm always going to love you. And then he's like, I'm always going to love you too. And then they... <laughs> Babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so yeah, that's like the big point for me. After I watched it, I was like, "What 
the heck? Like, I was expecting so so much better. Like, it could have been way better, but whatever. Like, it would have been way better if they just sacrificed their dreams for each other, you know? Because what's more important, you yeah. know? Like, like, exactly. What's yeah. opening a jazz club going to actually do for you, like, in the long run, you know? Like, <laughs> sure, he opened up his jazz club, but he's just alone now, you know? Like, he has, like he's going to get old, and he's going to have no one to love him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And same thing for her. I mean, she's just going to be... Fa- well, I guess she got married with her husband or whatever, but, like... <sighs> I mean, maybe the ja- I mean, maybe the jazz club, you know, could fit in with his fatherly, fatherly responsibilities. He yeah, just, I mean, it could. Isn't, isn't right? like, the main big breaker was, like, they had to split apart, like, far distance? Like she had Wait, but she could have gone, gone with him. But she would have to sacrifice her dream. She would, because he would be very, she would be very busy, and he would be very busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, if she went with him on tour and stuff, then could have worked out. May I guess so. Exactly. She had to sacrifice her play. What the heck? Come on, lady. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> or he could have just given up music, <laughs> and just. You know, become a gardener. <laughs> I mean, Pick up the I shovel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have done so much. You know, especially now with like all this technology and you know the internet and stuff. Like, there's so many other things you could have done, but whatever. Um, well, I think, I mean, this doesn't really have to do with the with the movie exactly, but we did want to get into like actual courtship. Like, how do you actually date? You know, how should courtship be? Because honestly, the way that people date nowadays, it's not really effective. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, because it's just basically it's just how how good could this person make me feel? Yeah. You know, it, it's not you know talking about anything in the long run. It's just like you know how can we feel better, more emotionally yeah, just right now. good right. right now or whatever. So that's why we have a proposition. It's called courtship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, courtship. Oh yeah. But you hear a guitar, <laughs> like, uh, electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, all of us have sunglasses on, you know, like the meme one, <laughs> the swag. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because, I mean, every time people hear courtship, they think, like, uh, 19 kids and counting. But, <laughs> I mean. I think it would be, like, medieval nights. Yeah, or medieval nights or whatever. But, like, honestly, it's way better than what we have now, you know? Because, well, you got to find out what is courtship, because some people might think it's, like, proposal or something like like already said we're gonna get married you know but really what it is 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 dating with uh marriage as your goal you know that's basically what it is but uh there's four stages in courtship there's friendship uh dating you know actually dating to get to know the other person and once you you find out that you want to be with this person for the rest of your life you pop the ring <laughs> pop the question. Yeah, pop, pop the, the question. question. <laughs> <laughs> so you propose to them, and then also, I mean, if you want to get a little more traditional, a little trad cat, trad Catholic, then you do the betro- betrothal, which actually back then in the church, they wouldn't recognize you as engaged until you were betrothed. So that means that you get in front of you know, there's yeah. a diff- you know, promises you say with the priest, and there's this whole rite and so everything. Promising to get married. Yeah, yeah promising to get married because even when you propose, like. There's no, there's no actual commitment right there. You know, there's no promise to God right yeah, there. It doesn't mean you move in together. Yeah, <laughs> you're not married. So, and then the fourth one is marriage, like actual marriage. So those are the four stages of courtship, and you know, yeah. 
Um, you know, new, you as being married, can you give us a little briefing on a little on the? Okay, so you oh, get to because because first of all, obviously, like everyone could get everyone has their guidelines. If you look, this person, that person, everyone has their guidelines. Um, I think Father Rippers are really good. If you look at Father Rippers, um. But at, at the end of the day, everyone's situation is different. But there is, a, you know, there is a guideline, you know, a general guideline for everyone. Um, so what, what would you think that would be? Like something that should be done? Uh, well, honestly, I think everyone should look at Father Ripperger's uh, guidelines and then, you know, kind of, um, how do you say, like, you don't have to follow it to the point, uh, on, on like exactly to the point. But you should definitely generally follow that guideline. So basically, you're just friends. You know each other. Maybe talk to each other, you know. Nothing serious, you know. No commitment, no nothing, you know. I know a lot of people like to be like, oh, but we're texting, you know. Like, <laughs> as if that's like, you know, if that's anything, you know. Yeah, like We're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, you get to know the person. You're like, okay, from afar... It looks like, or you can also ask people about that person, right? Like, oh, you know, do you think, you know, this, you think this is a good person? Do they have good values? You know? Oh no, she's crazy, dude. She's a psychopath. Oh, she killed my brother. Get away from her, bro. Yes, <laughs> see, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you right now, she's crazy, bro. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so yeah, from afar you find out. Anyways, uh, I mean, a lot of times that's. Um, you know, you can rule rule a lot of people out, or it'll you know give you an insight to okay, maybe this is a good person to pursue, right? And then, so you you've already been talking to this person. You're like, okay, I think I'm uh, I'm gonna ask her. You know, obviously, well, I guess you can ask her. You know, if you want to, but you know, there are times where you could tell right when the person doesn't like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so use your prudence. You know, I mean, I mean, I guess I have heard stories. Uh, you know, from Catholic speakers or whatever that they got rejected once, twice, and I don't know. They kept asking, and eventually they, you know, started dating and got married. Whatever. <laughs> that, but that, my, you know, every everyone's uh, situation situation is different, right? But uh, but the point is that you know this person, you know that they, you know, generally that they have good virtue, good values. Generally, oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so you pop the question. They say no. Okay, that's fine. No, no hard feelings. If they say yes, oh great. You know, then uh, then you get to know the person by going on dates. You ask. You know, obviously you they should be fun. You know, you it's not just an interview. I I, mean, I know, you know, like uh, some traditions do that. You know, like I'm thinking right now about like like the traditional Jew, Jewish people like. Like you know, I you know I saw like a video where like their dates are just like literally an interview, you know what I mean? And like the parents are unhappy if they're not if they haven't accepted the marriage, you know, after one or two interviews. Anyways, and so it's not an interview interview, you know. Like, Good thing we're not Jews. <laughs> so what would you do for my company? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, obviously you. Uh, you have to see this person has virtue and the same values. So from afar, you've seen that, but now specifically, you're asking them. Oh, so how do you want to raise your kids? You know, how do you want to, you know, or, or even in the future, you know, do you envision yourself getting married or 
having kids because if you don't, then why are we dating? <laughs> you know? Are you okay with your babies having dark skin? <laughs> Just okay with your babies having my genetics. <laughs> um, so, uh, at, you know, over time, not only does she have to have the same values and everything, th- those are the most important things. Not only does she have to have virtue, but the, like I said, these are the most important things. Also, you guys should have, you know, a, a good relationship, you know, where you guys have fun, you know, talking. It's not just, oh, like, oh, I don't want to go out with this person again. Because why would you go out with them? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you already know you don't like them. And it's okay. If you don't like them, that's okay. I mean, I know if somebody doesn't like you, it could hurt your feelings or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody doesn't like you, it could hurt your feelings, but, you know, you've got to grow up. You know, that's why the man is supposed to ask, because he shouldn't put the woman's feelings in jeopardy. He should put his own, you know, if he's rejected, then, um, then that's that, you know? And he should be a man about it. And if he says yes, then, oh, okay, cool. Let's get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, over time, you finally get to know, and it's not too, too much time, you know? Like, roughly six months, maybe more. Mm-hmm. It took seven months for me. I know everyone's different. Everyone's situation. But for sure, like, you're getting to three years. <laughs> and, you know, you're looking How do you not know if, this per- if you want to marry this person in three years? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand if, like, for some reason something big happened. Some emergency. I don't know what that would be, what that would look like. But if there's, like, such an emergency that, okay, you can't get, for some reason you can't get married, you know, in this time. Maybe she went missing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was persecution. But it's not something small. It's not like, you know, <laughs> it's because if I do this, I can't get my Ferrari or whatever, you know, like, yeah. it has to be something, you know, big. But anyways, I mean, I'd say for me, like a whole, you know, courtship, you know, area should have, you know, like maximum is like two and a half years, you know, two to two and a half years, you know, with all the stages, you know. Then that's maximum, at least for me. I don't know if for you guys, probably different, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maximum, I would say a year, year and a half. That's just me. With the, the whole stage, all the stages. Oh, with all the stages. Well, uh, well, this is what Father Ripperger says: is friendship three to six months, courtship three to six months, engagement three to six months. So that's like eighteen months if it's all put together. You go to hell. <laughs> oh, you ran out of time. <laughs> we made, at least we made it a court or a courting level. No, I mean, well, that's what I was saying. Like, everyone's situation is different, you know, because some people, like, I don't know if you've ever heard you know, Candace Owens, her crazy, you know, her story, you know, she yeah. was like, she met and married this guy in like the span of what? Of what? Like, well, like, after meeting each other like twice, I think the guy already proposed. No. No, I'm not joking. And he, he's Catholic. I don't think she is. And they probably waited a few months to get married. You know, mm-hmm. I assume he got married in the Catholic Church. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I don't know if their marriage is good or not. I mean, I mean, everybody loves Canon so and so. You know, I don't really. Hey, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, let's see. <laughs> and then the engagement. Engagement, you're getting ready for marriage, right? So, uh, not only are you seeing how things are going to be like when you're married, but also you're trying to to work on yourself and, you know, uh, on all the bad habits that you have. Obviously, you want to be the best prepared that you can be for marriage. Um, so, if you're single now, then start weeding those. 
vice is out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, on all levels, right? You want to be smarter, you want to be spiritually healthy, and you want to be physically healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, if any of those are lacking, then attack that one. You know what I mean? If they're all lacking, and which probably they and everyone they're lacking in some way, mm-hmm. um, no. then <laughs> you know, try to be on top of everything. Um, and and hopefully hopefully it's not just you uh, working on yourself. Hopefully you guys can help each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like accountability or like maybe you guys have some you know work out some sort of program together. Like oh like we pray this this much time daily. You know? Mm-hmm. You do tabatas, I do zumba. <laughs> I'm just gonna. <laughs> or even even praying together daily at least ten minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? And like you should have your own separate life, but also a separate like spiritual life, but. You guys should also have uh, so a, pra- a prayer life together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, well, because uh, I mean, if you're not, I mean, you're, your courtship should be, you know, sort of in a way like it, obviously it's preparing you for marriage. So you, when you're married, you should be praying together. You know. Yeah, exactly. And you should be while you're married, you should be working together to get holier, because you want to bring this person to heaven. And that's why you gotta sacrifice. Yeah, like marriage isn't graduation. You know, it's just it's the beginning of a of a vocation. Yeah, and uh, engagement is leading up to that. You know, you guys are preparing for that moment when you receive. I mean, it's such a big thing, such a big union and bond that God made it a sacrament. You know, so uh, yeah. And (sighs) Nicholas, can you give us uh, some pointers on not to be a simp? And I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm gonna take this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You a simp? (laughs) Um. Oh, yeah. I guess we should also talk about, like, you know, things you shouldn't do in a relationship, like, concerning, like, you know, I guess on, on levels of physical affection, you know, in courtship. No handshakes. <laughs> no handshakes. <laughs> no eye contact. No eye contact. <laughs> socks must be on. <laughs> Even if they're wearing sandals. I don't care if they're wearing socks and sandals, boys. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I just lost my train of thought. Well, you, you were talking about physical affection mm-hmm. in courtship. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously, you know, especially as men, as men, we're tempted easily towards the, you know, the sins. The sins of the flesh. Against the yeah, sins of the flesh, especially against you know impurity, against purity. You know, against the the sixth and ninth commandment, and so. And in that way, you know, when, when we're courting someone, you know, the dad is giving us the responsibility at that moment, you know, to go on a date and we're, we're supposed to be protecting them, right? It's your job to protect them because the dad is entrusting us to protect her if anything happens. And the biggest thing that, that we have to especially protect them from is ourselves. And, um, I mean, because obviously when you love someone, you, you want to, you know, show your love to them, but... Um, there's different ways to do it in courtship, you know, th- and there's different thi- things that are saved only for marriage for reasons. Love is a virtue, not a vice. You know, mm. if you're following a vice, that's not love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and. Well, yeah, because you're leading them to hell. And that's not true. Yeah, love. so, yeah. so one thing I wanted to mention, uh, that you're, you're touching on is how Father Rupperger says that basically in marriage, it's your job to protect not only your wife, principally your wife, but, you know, also in general, your family's honor. You know what I mean? So if you if you do anything like in a maybe you guys never fell into sin, but even if you you know do something that might be scandalous, you know, 
Like, let's just say going on a trip to Europe, just to the two of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get, maybe you guys don't fall into sin, but that's scandalous. You know, you're not protecting her honor. You know how people are going to view her. You know, um, uh, you know, so, so something like that. And um, and so um, on the on the the day of the wedding, the hand. I mean, the the dad. You know, is escorting the the bride to be right down the aisle, and he hands. He hands her to you, right? Her, mm-hmm. her hand to yours. That means uh, the authority that she that he had over her as her father, he, that headship he hands over to you. I mean, now you're going to be the head of the family. You're going to be her protector and provider, you know. And uh, so I guess dads are like the first love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then basically, here you go. You know, like uh, why by falling into vice, you're just doing the opposite of. Of you know what you're supposed to have, what marriage is for you know is protecting the virtue of your wife, and um, so, so I mean, uh, basically, uh, you have to be very prudent in the way that you display physical affection for each other. So um, I mean, like I said, you don't have to follow Father Ripperger's uh, let Father Ripperger's um, guidelines exactly, although I would recommend it. You know, like I would definitely recommend it. Like, uh, how do you say? Like, it's not just. Oh, it's just a recommendation. It's like, please do this. But you know, <laughs> if you don't want the, if you don't want to, you know. And it's not a sin if it's you not don't. A, it's yeah. not a sin. Yeah, it's not. Just a sin. tread carefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be presumptuous if you're like, oh, I'm not gonna fall or whatever, because like you know things happen gradually. You know, it's not, it's not just overnight. Or maybe for some people, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can say your your the guidelines are just making the rope like you're going on a tightrope walk, and you, the guidelines just make your rope bigger. But then when you kind of like go went away from the guidelines, but you kind of still fall, you're just you know you're shrinking, shrinking that rope <laughs> just a little bit. There's still a chance you can fall. You're increasing it, but yeah, I like your point where you just want to keep a solid foundation from the start and kind of mm-hmm. just roll with that. Well, yeah, because every time you have like you know the standard. We're usually always gonna fall short of the standard, you know. So if we set a really high standard, and if we fall short of that a little bit, it's not gonna. We're not gonna fall too low, at least, you know. But if we set it really low, then you know, below that is sin. Yeah, you know? like have the high standard and follow the high standard. Don't be like, well, I'm just gonna fall short of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day you get to two twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> so, like for example, holding hands is not a sin, right? Uh, but what Father Ripper says is. Just basically avoid uh, avoid all affection, you know. Obviously, when you say hi and bye and whatever, you know. But obviously, don't bring yourself into temptation. And like I said, fo- holding hands isn't a sin or whatever. But it's something that maybe go gradually, you know what I mean? It sparks, it sparks and lights up the flame. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I mean... Uh, Your heart's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, maybe there's some people who, ha- who have had a lot of, like, experiences with dating or whatever and... They've just gone, you know, way too far <laughs> in physical affection that really holding hands are, you know, but, you know, there are other people who maybe just haven't dated yet or whatever. And holding hands is like Big not thing. bad, right? It's not yeah. bad, but it's like, oh, well, you know, I feel, <laughs> I feel a little, <laughs> I'm not everyone's like that, you know, it's yeah. like, I guess, you know, like, like uh, drinking, right? Some people, they just drink a little bit and they, you know, they get drunk, you know? Some people are like had three beers, four beers, five beers, and you know they're like starting to, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I guess we should start laying down like 
what at what point is it a sin you know because <clears throat> here's the thing is that one thing that, i mean if some person like you know they kiss a girl you know it wouldn't be a sin for for them but for another person it would just because of the thought right because maybe the way it starts they start feeling about it but it's, it's i guess it's different for everyone because like um well i guess we'll we just like say like the, when it starts becoming a sin is like obviously there's sometimes where you, you know you feel a certain pleasure you you know that's you know there's there's no way you could avoid that but like when you when you allow it to keep on going like the thought of it and you think of it like the impure act when you let lust take over when, yeah. yeah when you start letting lust take over like and you're consenting to it then that's when it becomes a big sin yeah especially when you're doing something in order to arouse yourself mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's yeah. that's a sin you know mm -hmm. if like let's just say that somebody gets aroused by holding hands or whatever um like like they're not intending anything right and it's not anything out of the ordinary you know what i mean but like father ripper says so maybe just avoid all that <laughs> you know but then when you guys get engaged then you guys you you know you promise to be married right that doesn't mean you sleep together that doesn't mean you guys can you know passionately kiss or anything like that right uh because by the way passionate kissing is a sin but anyways um a mortal sin and um yeah oh yeah for, for unmarried uh people well, yeah because the point of that is to bring it to the next level that's the whole point yeah, <laughs> yeah all that is supposed to lead up to the marital act right to the locked level for christian <laughs> the single christian <laughs> so maybe so so what father ripper says is uh in engagement then introduce the hand holding right uh, you know, affection here and there, moderately still, you know, like every, anyone can fall, like King David, right? He was, mm -hmm. he was the greatest king of Israel and yeah. he fell, you know? Um, because so, even in marriage, there's still moderation, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're going all out, you know what I mean? Uh, you still have to control yourself. There, there's still chastity in marriage. Um, and so, so like I said, in, in, in engagement, that's when you start to moderate, you know, because you're, you're, it's leading up to your marriage. You know, mm -hmm. that's why you don't want to have a too long engagement. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so so when you're courting, really make sure that you want to marry this person. You know, that's why the betrothal is a promise. You know, uh, I I think it's mortally sinful if if after the betrothal you cancel unless there's a grave reason. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. You find out they're like a mass murderer or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Hopefully, you should have weeded that. Yeah, out exactly. Before. That's why you go through the levels. Yeah, weed yeah. it out before you get into that level. Yeah. So if there's some extraordinary thing that that actually allows you to, you know, not follow through with the promise, but uh, just just for any reason, uh, you just break the the wedding off and yeah, like you already made the promise at the betrothal, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so you should know by that time, I really want to marry this person. This is a good person, you know? Um, and um, I forgot where I was going with that. Just that um, that um, once you know, then you get engaged. Then you grow in virtue. You grow in moderation of, of affection. And then on your, on your, you know, when it comes to your wedding day, you know, not only do you get to... Uh, you know, have all the affection of, of what a marriage has, but also you have all the responsibilities and all the virtue and all the... Well, well you should have all the virtue, but you should uh, have all the virtue to, um, uh, you know... Um, to sustain family life or what? Yeah, well, exactly, to fill out your duties of life. And um, obviously, like I said, when you get married, it's just the beginning of your vocation. 
So from there on, you should just grow in holiness, you know? Obviously, you can't do that by yourself. You have to do it with God's grace. But, um, yeah, that's the four stages, more or less. Okay. Which, I guess that brings us to, like, because obviously that's just, like, courting, like, by itself. But there's also things you need, you know, to get married. You know, there's things you need to have to get married. Um, I guess I'll hand over the mic to you. What do you think a guy needs to have, you know, financially? Financially? Um, probably just enough to sustain a full family, I guess you can say, if that's what he's going for, mm-hmm. as he should be. <laughs> <laughs> enough to provide. He should be a provider. If he can't provide, then when you get to the level of marriage and you have children and all that, and you can't barely provide, it's mm-hmm. going to be a big struggle. And I guess you're just adding weight to your cross, so trying to lighten that load would help. So, so what, what would, what would, like, like, how much money or what, what do you need to have to be able to say that you could provide like what i mean is like like do you need four houses or no, no. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. what is the you know the the minimum that you be able need to be able to provide like? bare minimum yeah. yeah um probably just a you know one house maybe. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you need two or three unless yeah. you're separating your family <laughs> well yeah i'm just saying because like Cause like some people, they're like, "Oh, you need this, you need that, you know, you need to be able to take your Disney, to your kids to Disneyland every year." Or, you know, things. Like, there was actually in WTN, there was this person who called into Mother Angelica, yeah. and she was like, "I don't get it why people want to have a lot of kids because we stop having kids because if we had more, we wouldn't be able to take our kids to Disneyland every year." And I was like, "That's not the point, you know that, you know, <laughs> you're sac- you're fa- sacrificing not having more kids, bringing another soul, you know, that you could lead to heaven, it's just so you could bring these other kids to." A place that's not the happiest place on earth, you know. <laughs> but um, what I mean is, like, cause you know, you should be able to to provide the basic necessities, which is you know, food, clothing, and a you know, a, a roof over their head. And as long as you could do that, you know, obviously, have a car, you know, have a job that you that you could sustain and everything. And once you have those things, I think, at that point, that's like um. That's that's like the you know what that's what you need just the basic necessities that's all you need really, because some people they're like, he needs to be able to provide, you know for you and more you know like, go the extra mile you know be able to go on vacations twice a year or whatever, and but that's like that's not the whole point of marriage at all you know the point of marriage is so that you bring each other to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean that's that's totally true. Uh, you know, if you have expensive tastes, you know, and if you're looking for that, then I guess, you know, I mean, <laughs> like in the end, you know what you want. And, you know, you what you should want, you know, is is to fulfill your vocation, you know. But if you don't want that, then I guess don't, you know. I mean, <laughs> I can't force you to do anything. You're going to do whatever yeah, yeah. you want with your life. And, th- and that's how you know. You. That's how you know. Okay, well, this person's not yeah. willing to sacrifice. Exactly. So I'm not gonna marry this person. Yes. I'm gonna cut off this relationship. But, you know. But I love her like so much. Oh. I mean, but obviously, if they just ask a question, they're like, "Oh, but I want this or that." You know, if they just like, you know, sort of oppose a little bit. And you slap them, right? I mean, <laughs> no. well, I mean, you, you know, there are times you could work through it. Obviously, yeah. you know, but the thing is that if they just refuse. They're like, "No, you need to be able to take, you know, take me on a private jet." Every year to do this and that or whatever, you know. Obviously, that's an extreme, but like, 
if they're like that, then it's like, okay, well, I can't do this. <laughs> Bye. You know, if you if you want that, if you're looking for that in a marriage, then you don't really want marriage for real. You just want to, you know, have it for your own pleasure, you know? Um, so, yeah. What do you look for in a woman? And what do you look for in a man? Because we talked about financial responsibilities, but, like, what do you look for in a woman? Uh, like, primarily. <laughs> you guys both look at me. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll... I'll I'll see. Okay. She must wait, be. Wait, 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 but how, wait I, 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 I'm. Oh yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, you I'm see. curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, what I look for a woman is someone who is. Bicep. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it shows she can really focus. <laughs> someone who's really faithful and uh, is devout and is willing to kind of follow, in a way, and also you know. Also be kind of a leader somewhat as well, and you know, take initiative sometimes, but also kind of just to follow. Um, not just like brainlessly follow, but also kind of like create ideas and maybe help out you and maybe fix, fix your issues you might have. Um, someone who isn't clueless, that's what I would think. <laughs> I think that's good to, you know, have a really, um, what's another thing I would want out of a woman? What really quick? What do you mean by like clueless? Like an example. Oh, um, clueless would be like I'm not. I guess we talked about this before, but like not really knowing what they want or not having like a real clear target of what they're doing. Yeah, they're sort of like freeballing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at that point you know, okay, this person doesn't know what they want. They don't have a goal in life. And how am I going to be able to work with this person if they don't know what they want? Exactly. Know? And like if. If you know, if you have that conversation with someone that you date, you're like, "Oh, you're just you're just forcing me to choose." It's like, yeah. "No, I'm I'm trying to see what I want to do with my life," you know? <laughs> so I'm trying to see if you want what I want because uh, if you can't make up your mind, I want to go with someone who you know, and will exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> with someone who actually did make up their mind, you know? Or maybe even if after having a few com- maybe the person has never thought about it before. You know? They're like, wait a minute, you're right. Let, let me think about it, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. And then... They're like, yeah, here, just listen to this Follow Ripper Group episode. <laughs> just listen to the Koji Podcast, episode three of the <laughs> Romantic Video Series. <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> Obviously, uh, uh, you have to look for a future wife that is going to follow you in what is good, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who's going to help you in your bad habits. <laughs> yeah. In um, and, and, and one sentence... That's what you're supposed to look for in a woman. Vice mm-hmm. versa, the man, the woman's supposed to look for in the man self-sacrifice. You know, mm-hmm. not only to provide, but also uh, to be virtuous, but and to know more about his faith, so he could teach not not only her but also because because you know there are cases where the wife knows more than the husband or whatever. But he, as head of the household, he's the head teacher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He should really grow in his knowledge of the faith. So he could teach his kids. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just to give it this way, if like for a woman, like, do you really want this guy? Like, let's say he's like an alcoholic, or you know, or a, a drug addict, or just a bad person. Do you really want that person raising your children? Your children are gonna have a father like that, and they're gonna probably, you know, maybe some of them end up the same way, because that's their idea of masculinity. Like that's what they think is good because their dad. The women you. listening. <laughs> I'm, just I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, yeah, but seriously, like, just 
Just think about that. Do you want the, this person's gonna be raising your children? She's evangelizing him. <laughs> he'll he'll convert someday. He'll change. <laughs> That's the and, point. That he's supposed to be leading you. Yeah. You know, in the spiritual life. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know why it just reminded me. Like, also one good thing to look at is like, how do they treat, you know, how, how do they treat their family members? You know, how do they? Um, you know, talk with their mom or their dad, you know? Do they honor their parents, you know? Do they respect their wishes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have to have a profound respect for their parents. But at the same time, not, uh, you know, if it's, if it's their vocation, they're, they're not going to, they, their parents can't force them into a vocation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a vocation is a call from God, right? So... So, so someone who really respects the opinion of their parents, but in the end does what they think God is calling them to. Oh, yeah, like St. Thomas Aquinas. Well, we've talked about it on this podcast before where his mom wanted him to become an abbot of this big monastery, you know, Monte Cristo. Monte Cassino. Monte Cassino. Sorry, Monte Cristo. Monte Cassino. But uh, he decided he wants to become a poor Dominican, Dominican friar. And... Um, well, yeah, he was following his vocation because he knew that God wanted him to become a Dominican, but she really wanted him to become a friar. Um, his brothers came, locked him up, put him in the dungeon, and they were they wanted him to become the abbot. They were forcing him. And tried to seduce him with, with a woman yeah. or whatever to, to try to make him be the abbot. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> or, I, think, I think at that point they were at least trying to get him out of like becoming a Dominican, you know, because th- he would break his vow because he already made some vows, you know. And, so, yeah, that would, you know, so they want to basically corrupt him because if they can't, they don't want him to be a poor Dominican because for them, they're a rich family. They so can't they convince him that. they wanted to corrupt him. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, but at the end, he did what God wanted him to, not what his parents desired. He literally drove the whatever prostitute out, or I suppose mm-hmm. it was. Well, yeah, and at that point, it's not like he was being rude to his mother or anything. He still, you know, honored her and, and respected her, but he knew what God's will for him was. And it's the same for us. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, that in the Baltimore Catechism, how it's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's talking about this same situation where the parents don't want them, wants their kids to follow what they want, not what their God's calling them to. And so it has, like, the scenario of this girl that wants to become a nun, and the dad is like, oh, no d- daughter of mine is going to become a nun. And then at the bo- I mean, at the next uh, picture, it's like, Fine, I'll respect her his wishes for now, but w- once I'm of age, then I'll become a nun because I know that God wants me to become a nun, or you know. And I guess that's the same thing, you know, for anyone else. Because at, at one point, it's your life, you know. God gave you free will, but He also gave you a plan that's way better than any plan we could come up with, you know. And if we know, or if we think that God is calling us to this, then we have to at least try. It. I mean, you, you know, we have to, you know, do it. Um. So yeah. Mia didn't want to sacrifice her dreams for Sebastian. And Sebastian, he wasn't really, you know... I mean, well, first of all, they were, you know, fornicating and everything. but And cohabitating. But, you know, uh, they could have worked something out, you know. But, you know, he wasn't wearing the pants in the relationship. And she didn't want to sacrifice... He didn't want to sacrifice either, you know. Um, and that's why the relationship didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, he was trying to do what was right because he wanted to make more money. You know what I mean? But in the end, he, he kind of just... At the end, he just gave in, you know? But I guess at that point, 
why would he want to be with someone that <laughs> that wouldn't want to follow him? You know. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I have mixed feelings now. <laughs> I confuse myself. <laughs> But is is there anything else that we want to touch on? Um, well, I guess you can say they both kind of agreed to split off or like not pursue this relationship because you know he was after one thing and she was after another, and they kind of told each other, "I'm after this, I'm after this," and they're like, "Yeah, it's not gonna work." So that's probably why they split off. So I guess in that, I think it's just a Hollywood thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'll always love you anyway. But yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they had all this. So at one point they sort of had it right, but they still were selfish, you know. Even, well, yeah. Anyways, well, I mean that just shows that they truly didn't really love each other, you know. Even if you know, I think what you're saying is true that you know they mutually split up or whatever, in in some twisted Hollywood way. But at the end they were still selfish. That's why it didn't work out, you know. They didn't. They weren't willing to let go of their desires and their passions and you know their dreams because. I mean, what's really going to make you happier in life, you know? Family is going to help you make you happier. You know, and I mean, obviously, these are just secular people, but, you know, if they're it, a Catholic... It, it, yeah, and then, yeah, presumably in their minds, you know, they're not thinking about priesthood or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or religious but, life. But even, like, for, for secular people, I mean, because, you know, God, um, that's the only way you're going to be happy, right? You're like, truly, truly happy. But, like, even in a worldly sense, fa- having family is going to make you happier than... You know, having a some jazz cafe. You know? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, the only one that can satisfy that longing for happiness is God, right? Mm-hmm. But on a natural level, you know, uh, if you don't have family, <laughs> you're pretty sad, man. <laughs> yeah, like it just. I mean, you always like hear stories of people who are old and they have no family, you know, and they're just lonely. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, I've worked with you know some people. Um, in painting in the past, you know, well, with, with my dad, my dad's company, and these people are just longing to talk to someone, you know, and they'll talk to you and they'll tell you personal things, and because they just really long for that, you know, that kind of relationship, but you know, they ended up wasting all their time, and now they're just alone, you know, it's a a lone sad, sad cat lady, <laughs> but um, yeah, um. What would you? Is there anything else, or that's all I have to do? I was gonna say something earlier. I forgot. Oh, uh, also, uh, Mia did get married, though. Yeah. So, but uh, wait, I'm, I don't want to remember it wrong. I think the scene opens up on her getting home from work, mm-hmm. and right after getting home from work or whatever it was she, she was gets doing, to, to, she goes to a cafe. She goes. She goes to that club where Sebastian. Oh yeah. Yeah, w- with her husband or whatever. So it's like, man, her kids didn't see her all day and she's already leaving? Like, what kind of heartless woman? <laughs> oh, that's one thing we didn't touch on. The roles of man and wife in a marriage. Oh, well, yeah. Th- I guess you can say also, like, they weren't, Mia and Sebastian weren't willing to take the roles of fatherhood and motherhood and instead to go for the dreams. But then even then, when Mia gets married, I guess you can say she is a mother, but she's still... Well, yeah, I mean, her maid or whatever is raising the kids, you know, her nanny. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, me being raised by my mom my whole you know, <laughs> my life, uh, I can't imagine being raised just by some random person that they hired, you know? Um, yeah, that would just be really weird. But anyways, yeah, I mean, God gave man and woman a role. Yeah. And 
I mean, who the heck are we to change that, you know? God's, God's plans, plans are, are always, always better, better than, than ours. ours. Yeah, uh, like, okay, so, cause, because the, the, the father has to provide, that's why he's not spending as much time with the children, but... Honestly, he has to spend as much time as he can with them. Yeah, it's not like he could yeah. just go to work and then put him yeah, on the side, you know? Yeah, don't think, don't think that you can go to work all day and think that your job is over, you know? Mm -hmm. You you have kids that you have to attend to. Like, well, well, yeah, you're literally the head of the family. You are responsible for the kids. You're responsible for everything that goes on on the house. That's why God sent man a helper, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and so basically, uh, while the wife is at home uh, teaching the children, She's teaching them the values, right? That that um, like for example, for for the boys, or uh, whatever. Or, well, I guess for the boys and girls, right? To teach them the religion so that they know um, they know how to live a good Christian life. You know what I mean? And not only that, but also by example. You know how to be virtuous, and maybe and of course introduce to them the spiritual life. But in the end, uh, the husband is supposed to be the one that's that's um, leading. All of that, right? But he can't be home when he's providing. Not, I mean, hope. Okay, so the ideal is that the man is home. You know, hopefully provide like, like everybody had their own homestead. They would grow their own vegetables and their own. You know what I mean? He was he was in the home all the time, and he was spending time with his kids. His kids were helping him. You know, take care of the farm. You know, so so traditionally, basically, the the, the husband was at home. You know what I mean? Everybody was doing their duties, keeping the household together, right? Gathering whatever food or whatever, growing the food, uh, laying the seed, you know what I mean? Doing everything that, that had to be done. So ideally, everyone is supposed to be home and really forming those children, you know? But uh, not everybody has that opportunity, especially right now. Most, that, people <laughs> most people don't, especially in the age that we live in, right? But honestly, my opinion is... Uh, that would be pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there are some people who they have shows like this and they provide for their family and they're able to like spend more time with their family, you know? Uh, so, so the ideal is that both parents, you know, are in the home. I mean, but, but main, I mean, still, even though you're at, in the farm the though, he's still there. The supposed to be the provider, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, as, as long as, uh, whatever is necessary to do his job, right? That's the time that he has to spend away from his family, right? But ideally, he should come back to the family. Well, he should always come back to the yeah. family. Because here's the thing is that some people, they're like, well, I need to provide, I need to do this. I want better for my children than what I had when I was growing up and blah, blah, blah. So then they work long hours, never see the kids. And then they have money. They have more money. You know, they're richer when they grow up, their kids grow up. But their kids sort of resent them or they didn't have that time to really bond with the dad that they should have. You know, that's more important. The time with the kids is more important than money, you know, more money. Yeah, and, and even even if even if you know you somehow pass that pass that value of family to your kids or whatever, who's really gonna show them the the religious aspect? What's really important in life? You know, because because in the end they're just seeing you go to work, breaking your back or whatever, or working long hours. Great, you're a hard worker, right? You're supposed to be a hard worker, but if you could, if you were, if you were uh, able to spend time with your family. You know, why didn't you, you know, just, just to get an extra car or, you know, or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So uh, your, your job doesn't end when you get home. It, you know, it's, it's like just beginning, right? Cause you're teaching, you have to get home and teach your kids, you know? No. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is that it's a, it's like, you, you shouldn't think of, of marriage as a, you know, 
a full-time job or something, you know, like an eight-hour shift or whatever. It's just, that's your life. That is your life. You know, it's not a job. It's not a career. It's your life. And so it's just 24-7. You're always a dad. It's not like when you're at work for eight hours, you're not a dad. And then when you come, you know, you're, you're always a husband. Yeah, you're always a dad and a husband. And, you know, for the woman, her, you know, duties would be, you know, obviously, you know, in rare cases, I guess it would be permissible like if the dad died or something that the woman goes to work but what it should be is that the woman stays with the ki- the children and you know nurtures them teaches them raises them um and that's really important because obviously if there's you know a single mom um and this is sort of like disheartening or whatever but it's just true it's not going to be as good as it would be if there was a husband there you know there's just no replacing that and um and that's why God put a husband and wife. But, um, so yeah. Um, cause some people are like, what well, it is important that I work too. You know, the, the wife works too, because you know, we're not going to be able to get Timmy that Mercedes, you know, when he turns 18 and that's not important or even go on that family. trip. Yeah. Like that is not important at all. Like if it's like, we will starve, <laughs> you know, if we don't, she, she can, she, well, she can work from home, but it's not supposed to be long or vigorous at all. You know what I mean? It's just like little things. Yeah, if, she, if they work at home, then that's, that's better. But even knowing, just seeing my mom, she has no time for anything else, you know? And she's, she doesn't work. She, she just spends, she does, she does sell uh, she, books yeah, online. You know what I mean? Like, so you can do things like that, creative things and it's fine. It's good. It's actually good. Uh, to, to be creative in the home and, mm-hmm. and to stimulate the, the creativity in your children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's not like, oh, wait, you know, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are you selling things? <laughs> <laughs> you devil woman, <laughs> get back. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get away when the way of your duties and it should as be. As long as you're able to provide and do your job perfect and then if you have a little extra time you can you know brainstorm an idea or maybe even increased everything around your family well yeah while their kids are sleeping do this or that so at the end it's all for you know sacrificing yourself you know yeah and i mean do the best you can i mean no not everyone's gonna like be like perfect right? yeah. and it's gonna look different for everyone but for sure there's these roles that god gave us you know like i, I always like saying this with it you know, when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, you know, God gave Adam the curse of working from the sweat of his brow until he dies. And for Eve to have, you know, uh, labor pains when she's giving, you know, she's in labor. <laughs> but uh, when she's giving birth. But now women want both curses, you know. And then the guy, he wants to be the stay-at-home dad, you know, in some cases. And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, he's cooking and cleaning <laughs> And, I don't know, that's just really lame. Anyways, I mean, because that's not his duty. That's the thing. It's not his duty, you know. Um, and his wife would do a much better job than he would at that, you know, and vice versa. So, um, yeah. What do you guys rate this movie? I actually kind of liked it, you know. Um, like, um, I, I know, like, for me, it was just hard to follow Pride and Prejudice. Like, maybe I would have liked it more if I was, I don't know, not as distracted or whatever. But, but like, you know, because this, this one has, you know, new music and dancing or whatever. Well, yeah, I, lo- I love the music. The music was like a 10. <laughs> so, like, 
I'd give it like a. In terms of just a, like a full movie, like an eight. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. An eight. <laughs> Mine would be an eight. Yeah. But in terms of like music and cinematography and everything else, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like, really it's really, really up there, like ten. But uh, yeah, that was our review of La La Land. Um, <laughs> please like, share, and subscribe. Hope you like this video. Um, yeah, click on the bell to receive notifications. Oh yeah. Anyways. Yeah, thank you for having us, and thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you, David, for hosting. Oh. Uh, you know, at your house for the past three episodes. <laughs> I'll give the Chick Fil A uh, response. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless.